Welcome to the show. <laughs> no, no. All right. All right. We're all right run it again. No, no. It's, it's not, we're not the. We're going to be the. <laughs> all right. The is run a different word, all right? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Did that already? Welcome to the show. The show. Welcome to the show. All right, all right. Welcome to the show. Run that beat. Welcome, Welcome to the, to the show, show, everybody. We are excited to be here. Cue the music. A little tight Nugent to start us off. Yeah, beautiful day, you know? <laughs> right in between hot season and stuff. I'm glad you guys caught me at this time because other than that, I'd be in the woods or something. <laughs> awesome. We got a special, special guest with us today. Austin's going to give him the proper introduction. Yeah, today we have my cousin Derek with us. So. Derek's a very outdoorsman kind of guy. Uh, he likes to fish, he likes to hunt, he likes anything with a motor on it. So we got Derek here today. Derek went to Churchill High School. He graduated in 04, so he's a little bit older than all of us. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he give, he's given us good wisdom throughout our lives. I know we've all looked up to him in, uh, uh, all, in all different aspects, you know, him and his brother Ryan. So. Yeah, that's who we have here for you guys today, yeah. is Cousin Derek. Yeah, I appreciate being on the show, you know what I mean? But uh, the high school stuff, I mean, that's, that's old as dirty. At least you could have gave me some university recognition or something. But, oh, yeah, you know, he did Western there too. A lot of the roots came from the Broncos, you know. That's that's the lifestyle right there. But, uh, yeah, good to be on the show. So, uh I don't know what we're, you guys got we're going happy. here. We're going to uh, take Derek through hunting, fishing, try to pick his brain a little bit because that's kind of where he has his hobbies at. He likes to hunt, fish, snowmobile, anything with an engine like Austin said. So we're going to pick his brain a little bit, um, see where he's at with all that stuff, some kind of wisdom he can share with everybody. Um, and, yeah, we're excited. So. Yeah. so Derek, explain to us a little bit about your background of uh, – Hunting and fishing, growing up and stuff. Yeah, what got you started? Who, maybe in the family yeah. or? Uh... Yeah, it was uh, my my dad. He he really wasn't a big uh, hunter, outdoorsman type of guy. I mean, he didn't frown upon it, but he wasn't out walking the woods. So, I'd have to say probably uh, probably our uncles, Uncle Rick, Uncle Tim, my brother, and then uh, you know Uncle Tony. When I was little, I'd be at the Brighton house. I'd be in the back tree for, in the back uh, tree farm over there with uh, I forget the guy's name shooting deer I just, back yeah, there. I remember when Derek. Un Uncle Tony stuff. is our father, just so yeah. clear here. Not a big, he's not a big hunter <laughs> yeah. or fisher. Yeah. Yeah. I remember your That's dad exactly. out in the tree stand one time. He, he gave the old hair, uh, hail mary shot, but uh, we never found that one. But yeah, it's, that's pretty much where it started, and then. Uh, Fishing, I always, when I was younger, I always thought fishing was boring. So it was like, you know, if you weren't catching anything, we'd go up north and fish. But not until I got older and ice fishing with the family and now walleye fishing, hitting the rivers and... It's become much more enjoyable, so. I know ice fishing, uh, we do a camp every single year. That's turned into more of just like, uh, you know, we get inside of the old big uh, Taj Mahal and uh, turns into a little bit of a party. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> this year, I probably ice fished the most that I ever ice fished. 
it was kind of a mild year so it was nice to get out there except for fish camp was our coldest day of the year so we were at like two degrees but yeah you seem like more of an ice fisherman than you would be like to go out and bass fish during the summertime or something yeah because uh when it's warm <laughs> well when it's warm you got there's other priorities i mean <laughs> we, we didn't even talk about that we didn't mention that so derek owns a cigarette boat uh, and his roommate scotty's got one too um so they spend their summer weekends almost every weekend on the lake on the cigarette boats yeah so that that's a different that's a whole different podcast <laughs> altogether. Yeah, i mean that's story galore but uh yeah right now we've been uh ryan and i and scott and some other guys we've been hitting the river for the uh, walleye yeah you've been the, posting on instagram because the uh, walleye running and have you guys gotten any yeah between the uh, detroit river and the saginaw river we probably got some of the best uh, fisheries around the state of Michigan yeah, to, yeah. to tap into. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time. We just bought a new lawn fishing boat, so we're really excited about that. And uh, what, is, what is that for the viewers that don't know what that is? Or a, a, a lawn is I'm guessing a, it's the one with the back motor that flies across the lawn. Or no, no, that's an airboat. A lawn's just a, a brand of a, a fishing boat. So okay. it's um, it's got more of a deep V for the uh, Great Lakes and stuff so you guys just got that yeah i just got it a couple weeks ago and that's been a real real (laughs) nice treat so yeah all right so for the uh, first time hunters out there what would you say that some of the first steps they should take (laughs) into hunting or or what are the first steps to stay away from too like what are things like you got to avoid these (laughs) things yeah i mean You have to practice patience. <laughs> like, you don't even have to go out in the woods or you don't even have to, you know, go in a tree stand. But you got to be able to, like, sit in your bedroom for an hour at a time and look at the wall and, you know, try to be, you know, try to stay focused on looking at the wall or something. Because when you're in the tree stand, there's long days where you don't see anything and it gets frustrating. So you got to be mentally focused, and I, I mean, I know people probably have many different ways, but you just have to be able to be be still and patient. I, I know like you guys when you come up when you first came up to deer camp, you know, ten minutes in the stand or start getting restless. In and out. And I, was, I was the same way. It probably took me a few years to figure it out, but after you figure out to be patient and then always be ready, like a lot of guys snoozing up there <laughs> on their phone Shout out to Uncle and, Tim. you know reading the book reading the paper whatever and so like deer comes by they don't even know it yeah like yeah <laughs> and, and then a lot of scouting i mean you have to scout yeah. you just have to you know try to figure out where the deer are try to figure out where they're bedding and so a lot of the a lot of the legwork before the season has to go into figuring out where the deer are moving and, and their patterns are going to change a little bit as the season goes on, the rut yeah. goes on. But It was nice this year. I got to uh, go up the week and before uh, our family deer camp and I got to scout for the first time all the area that we were going to hunt. And so that definitely opens your eyes a little bit more to actual hunting because you're not just, now you're setting stands and setting bait and stuff where you've looked and find signs for deer and it was a little bit harder this year because of the bait rules too so um that that i think made it a lot more fun and enjoyable for hunting did you hear about that uh so what was that sickness going around with all the deer this year that uh 
Yeah, there's a couple of them. There's uh, TB, they, there's TB yeah. and I shot a deer that had TB this year. So uh, What did it look like when you opened it? Yeah, when you open it up, uh, like when you pull the lungs out and stuff, it's got a whole bunch of white spots. They call it like popcorn. So Oh, so you know right away. So, uh, like if you read the Hunter's Manual yeah. book, they got a page in there for TB that says, hey, you know, this is what it looks like or whatever. So when I... When I uh, went and gutted it and I pulled out the lungs, I was like, oh, man, here's a, here's a deer with TB. And that's a real that's a real eye-opener when uh, you shoot yeah. a deer with TB. It's it's a bad feeling. So I hope uh, hope nobody really has to experience that because uh, that's not the one of the joyful things of hunting. But um, <laughs> And we got uh, that chronic wasting disease, yeah. which is another one. And That's been the last couple of years, yeah, hasn't it? So, have you heard? Is it starting to go down a little bit? I don't know what the numbers are today, but it's. I think it's kind of a seasonal thing. Yeah. I think if it's uh, not too many deer die off in the concentrated area, then it kind of grows every season. So, yeah. Yeah. True. What would you say you like or enjoy more doing, hunting or fishing? Well, everybody asks me that between motorsports and do you like summer, winter, do you yeah. like this? And to me... I'm just a seasonal guy, so like right now it's turkey season, so hey, I love hunting now. And then we're gonna go in for a law, so now I love fishing, right? Yeah. And then after that, we're into scouting deer and we're into deer season, so I'm back to loving hunting. And then after that, it's duck season. And, and, <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're season. off, there's always something and to do. And then after that, the ice is coming in or late season walleye runs on the Saginaw River, so I mean, it's just, to yeah. me, it's just a way of life you just go from one season to another and yeah. that's the great thing about michigan yeah you just hey when i'm burnt out of ice fishing i'm ready for on turkey to, season to the next day. <laughs> yeah. so tell us your uh, favorite hunting story man hunting <laughs> stories Pro i mean probably the two the two best hunting stories is probably me and uh little cousin stevie farkas but uh when I was a rookie hunter up in the UP, it was uh, my brother and I, we were hunting what we call the B spots. So we got many of spots and I'll never tell you guys where these are <laughs> else because these are honey holes. But we were hunting the B spot based off of the wind and everything. And uh, it comes, to, you know, it gets to be like the last hunt and I'm getting down off the tree and the wolves around me start going off. And I was a rookie woodsman at the time. All I had was my bow and arrow. and I probably, I didn't, luckily I didn't have too far of a, a walk to go, but you talking about a combine speed back to the truck, <laughs> I was running back to the truck, you know, I could hear like the wolves pulling off like my arms yeah. and legs and everything, so for my brother, he was like, what the heck's going on, I'm like, man, the wolves are right down there over there, and so, and then Steve, our cousin Stevie Farkas was the same thing, we put him, we put him probably a couple miles back in this bowl, and uh, Ryan and I, we were hunting far by and back, and Steve had probably a mile hike, and uh, the wolves started going. I could hear the wolves, and I knew where Stevie was. And so I get out of the stand, I get to the truck, and because Steve's a mile down the road, he had a lot. We usually go and pick him up. <laughs> well, not this time. Good old Stevie was just running. I mean, he didn't have his bow and arrow. He didn't have anything. He threw it on the side of the road. And so, I mean, those are probably those are probably two like good, Man. good funny stories if you're around to see them. They're 
you know, kind of frightening at the time, but. Yeah, right. Yeah. Those things when um, this past year when me and Dale were walking out, we heard them howling right, or howling right behind us, and it's terrifying, kind of. Yeah. Because you can't see them. It's so dark when you're coming out of the woods. You're like, yeah. and then once you start hearing them and they sound close to you, you're not staying still. Yeah, it's not you're bad. Moving. <laughs> when you get one or two of them going, you're like, all right, I got two arrows in my, you know, in yeah. my, my holder. But then once they all start going, like five, six, seven of them, you're like, uh, this is a bad feeling. So, you know, I'm looking at pine trees to start climbing to get out of town and everything else. But well, what about a good ice fishing story? You got to gotta go. Well, I mean, the, back way back in the day, uh, Ryan and I, we were ice fishing. We were rookies back then, too. And we were out by Uncle Rick's old house. I don't know if you remember Uncle Rick's old house, but he was down over by that gravel pit in Kensington. Yeah. We had to, we had to, there was this nice hidden gem. That's the other thing about hunting and fishing. You always got to find those hidden gems. Like don't go to the public, don't go to like the public lake and you know, expect to you know, be pulling out fish you know, a huge night. fish. I mean, you can, not saying it's going to happen, but your chances are probably slim. But um, yeah, we're ice fishing and we had to get to this lake, but we had, nowhere to get on but this one little area and it was full of uh cattails man we're young and dumb all right ice looks all right you know stomp on it a few times we get we get out there in those cattails it was gray ice and just right to that we were down on the bottom of that lake faster than we could we could we could get out so yeah we had uh that's scary yeah and then did you guys go under completely no because we, it, the cattails were probably i mean you probably only knee high, but then there's a lot of muck, so then you, you, sink you probably sink up to about your, uh, your ass off. Yeah, and then you're running back to the truck to try to warm <laughs> up, so it's pretty much a waste of a day after that. But. Yeah. <laughs> and then anything at fishing camp, you know, there's just a lot of, lot of yeah, a lot of bonding time, a lot of, a lot of lies, you know, people. Uh, well, you get Uncle Tim going on his stories yeah. and his facts. Yeah, he doesn't. He dips out on ice fish camps yeah, too cold for him. Too cold for him, but Uncle Rick's time to shine yeah. out there. Uh, he sips on the gold chaga every morning yeah. and a nice uh, mouthwash. Oh man, mm, yeah. drinks it every morning, soaks out his mouth. <laughs> That's brush his teeth. Yeah. Awesome. When you go up to deer camp, they get Grandpa D going with the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, deer, a, there's a lot of stories me. for deer camp. I mean, that that's a whole. It's not worth talking about on the podcast because you got to you got to be there and understand the situation. But after the hunting's done and like you're starting to make dinner and wind down, there's a lot of shenanigans that go down in between dinner and, and bedtime, which... you got to have that light fun, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. And every, there's tons of people who are listening, I'm sure, who have deer camp, and it's just like, deer camp is... You just don't miss deer camp. Once you go, you keep going to deer camp, yeah. no matter what. And, and I hate to say it, like, there's always the one guy that, like, you know, you're like, man, this guy's an idiot. You never want him around. But you need that guy to be at deer camp so you can pick on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you need somebody to pick on it. That's for sure. It's for always sure. something good. So, uh, um, what uh, what do you think? Like, uh, we saw, I was scrolling through Stiffman, who's one of your friends, obviously, his uh, Instagram page shot an eight point on your property this past year. So, what, what are your feelings about people shooting deer on the property? How many acres do you have, first off? 
I don't, I just own ten right here, and then I got uh, access to like two hundred and fifty behind me. Behind you, and uh, so what? How do you feel about your deer herd, and how protective are you of other people hunting them here? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know everybody wants to be their own biologist, and everybody thinks they're their own biologist, and, and this and that, but um, you know, you all you want to have a good mixture of those and bucks and so like this year i didn't really see much many rubs and scrapes so to me that tells me hey the bucks don't have any competition so then they're naturally aren't they aren't gonna reproduce to be these big monsters yeah so like then i'm like okay well we need to get rid of some bucks so we can thin that herd but then we gotta we gotta thin out the uh, doe population so I don't know. I think you want to keep around like two, two or three does for every buck. So I think uh, like yesterday I seen uh, 18, 18 out there. I know Jeez. you can't see the horns because it isn't that time of the season. But if I had to guess, there's probably only two bucks by the size of their yeah. bodies out there. So can you tell by their shoulders too, or is yeah, it only, yeah, you always look at like their shoulders, their necks. Those are big, mature. Uh, 18 big 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 mature uh deer i mean they could be does but most likely they're not so all 18 of them out there or throughout the day no that was at one time I, I i had 18 i had 18 out and i had 21 turkeys five times so it was uh it was uh it was a big <laughs> can you sure i guess if this if this, if this coronavirus just tears up all the food population there's plenty here for you huh <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I like to be ethical and everything, but you know, if somebody falls on hard times and it's out of season, something might might have to disappear. But it better be within good reasoning, you know. Other can than you? That, uh, we're gonna hunt is it turkey? Season. Can you shoot turkey or no? Turkey doesn't uh, open up until the 18th of April, okay. so uh, we got another That's 15 fair. days or something. You got some big ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you know when the beards dragging on the ground it's a big time so, so if you ain't shooting one that's got a beard close to the ground or on the ground i'd prefer some prefer people to pass yeah. on it yeah. you know um but yeah there's and then we got an albino one so that's kind of cool uh, oh that's turkey yeah albino turco, I turkey i didn't even so, know that was possible right yeah so that's uh hopefully that thing reproduces it's a hen and uh, maybe we'll maybe have a couple more, more floating yeah. around. If we get an albino town, that'd be pretty sweet to, yeah. to uh, shoot, get that fan up and going, you know? <laughs> that is cool. All right, yeah, we got some good, <laughs> we got some good uh, hunting and fishing questions, something to kind of give a little thought to to these questions. But, uh, yeah, first one's up. You are fishing in a public lake. Where do you start? Oh, you got to start at the bait shop. I mean, <laughs> you got you got to. I mean, you're you're look. You obviously you got to look at the maps. You know, find out where the uh, water depths change, and then you got to be right over to the local bait shop. Figure out, hey, that guy usually give you some good information. Yeah. Look at uh, we got all these apps now. Look at the uh, fishing report for the lake. Like, um, 
what is it, uh, Michigan Hunt, or... Uh, MI Hunt. MI Hunt, there's uh, another Michigan one out there. And so um, that's where I'd start. And then from there, if you don't have any information off of those two sources, then you're, you're, you're going, uh, <laughs> you got to decide what you're fishing for. You're fishing for like bass or you're fishing for panfish. If you're, right. if you're into panfish, then you're going to look for shallower waters with structure. If you're looking for like, you know, uh, pike or walleye, then, or pike, you're going for some weed beds. And then if you're looking for walleye, just looking for different uh, water, yeah, water depths. All right, Isaac. Uh, you set up a spot, drilled a hole in the, the ice. It's been 30 minutes, to, no bites. How long until oh, you change Oh, I know spots? Derek's rule on this. Oh, it's 10 yeah. and out. Yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes, you're wasting your time. <laughs> Too long for Derek. So, uh, yeah, I, at fish camp, fish camp, it's different, you know, because we're fishing the whole weekend. You're kind of BSing with guys, but when, when you really want to fish, it's like... Ten and you're out. Yeah, it's ten minutes and you're going. <laughs> I mean, you throw a few tip-ups down, you jig a hole, and if nothing, then you're picking up and going. So it's always a good workout for ice fishing, you know, because you're just drilling holes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keeps it warm, too. So I'm hunting a 48 plot of land. Uh, there are blueberries in the middle of the plot, and then there's corn on the edges. If you were a deer, which one would you be in the most? Oh, well, I mean, hey, if there's blueberries, I'm looking for the bear, you know. <laughs> I'm not even looking for deer at that moment because... Who wrote up this question? Yeah, I mean, I mean blueberries, that, I'm not sure. If, I never if heard you got the berries before. around, you're, you're going for the bear. I mean, that... that who we're going to have to figure out who wrote that question. Who doesn't want a bear? A bear is better than the deer, but... Uh, yeah, you're... Uh, you better put your stand like, up. Like around He's here... coming uh, for you. <laughs> You know, it, deer are pasture animals, so they do like to graze, but sometimes this, the corn's all over the place. So, like, yeah. you don't really need to be in the corn because they're going to be bedding in, like, the thick stuff. So you're going to be – you probably want to hunt the thick, you know, in the hardwoods or close to the hardwoods because the deer are going to come in and out of the corn to feed. So yeah. that would be my advice for a kind of a botched question. But, yeah, <laughs> <Just> blueberries, <laughs> I'm hunting for the bear. <laughs> Uh, what time of the year is best part to best to plant a food plot, spring or fall? Well, well, I can add on to this. Is a food plot better than baiting? If you grow your food plot right, depending on what you have, is that better than laying bait? Because of these are a lot you can of, grow. These are a lot of amateur questions, but okay. <laughs> but, all right, so if you're the weekend warrior then just throw the bait down you're wasting your time uh you're wasting your time you know putting a food plot in so just throw your bait in find some you know trails that they run on throw your bait on a tree stand 25 30 yards away whack them and stack them you know <laughs> for, for a food plot though it's not just a it's not just like hey is it a springtime or a fall time it's a year-round thing so like you want to you want to give the deer something for the springtime. You want to give the deer something for the summer. You want to give the deer something for the fall. And then you want to give something for the wintertime. So my my suggestion is that the furthest thing you go away from your stand is, you know, like your spring stuff. So you're going you're gonna to plant your spring stuff way out on your food plot. And then that stuff is going to go away. Then you're going to have your summer corn. So they'll nibble on that corn. And then they're gonna come in and then hopefully you know you got your pumpkins right there they're gonna nail those pumpkins and then after that you got like um beets 
beets and uh, radishes that are late season winter uh, things so that they can eat those all winter round, stay around. So, so you slowly move it closer to your stand. Yeah, so you're you're. It's got to be again a, like a rotation. And then, you know, if you can always have a couple nice apple trees or oak trees, like the deer in Michigan are gonna hit the oak, the uh, the uh, the oak nuts. So mm -hmm. if you if you can be anywhere, if you can get your food plot anywhere around a apple tree or a oak tree, then you're you're, you're in a much much better spot. Do you do do you have food plot? Like do you do you? Uh... Yeah, th this year was my first year doing the uh, food plot, so I learned a lot. You know, there's a lot into it. There's a lot into the soil. You know, so what can grow in your soil, what can't grow into your soil, the different seasons, the different maturity dates. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of work to figure out all that stuff, yeah. and then you got to get a plan. I can't say I had it dialed down this year, but. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot this year, and then next year it's going to be... Do you be get your able. soil, like, tested, or do you just yeah. grow and... Uh... Yeah, so, like, the uh, state, uh, Michigan State has a big agriculture center. You can send them a sample thing. I think that's, like, 10 bucks cool. for them to sample know. it. And then I just heard, um, I forget uh, what um, place is doing it now. It's, like... Um, a common uh, nursery you can take uh, soil in and they'll sample it I think it's 15 bucks but they'll be like they'll get it done like right, right. Then, right then and there for you so That's yeah good. okay on to the next question <clears throat> so if I'm up in the tree stand and a, a deer sees me but it's not really shook uh, and then moves off how long will it remember that encounter do you think uh, yeah, a, a mature deer is gonna. It will know it for a long time. Okay. If a, if it's a buck, uh, is he coming back that season? Yeah, he'll come. He'll he'll come back. Well, it depends if you're baiting or you got a plot. So if if he sees you, he's he ain't, he isn't gonna come back at that time. So he, you can pretty much kiss that goodbye. So <laughs> um, if you if you see like a mature doe that has um, you know like yearlings or stuff, usually the yearlings are gonna wanna eat something so she'll kind of follow those around so you... man this beer is good beer, <laughs> um, but uh it, it, it will come back uh i would say within uh within a week you'll 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 see it it so you just have to define if a deer sees you if a deer sees you right. they probably see you and they probably see people more often especially in michigan they look up the tree but if they make this whistle sound or a blow sound, like blow you, then they're not gonna—they're not coming back for, not. for a good week. And if okay. it's a buck, a good good mature buck, he isn't coming back. He—he okay. he won't be back at that time of the day. So you better figure out something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we can go into a little speed round questions. Isaac, you want to take over the speed round? Yeah, questions? I'll take the first one. All right. What is something you could eat for a week? Oh, potatoes, potatoes and onions. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those potatoes, if you guys don't know, yeah, they're cooked, cooked especially best. Especially on the griddle. Yeah. yeah. The flat yeah, griddle. Yeah. I mean, even at even now, like during this whole crisis thing, I got three bags of potatoes. Potatoes last a long time. Yeah. And you can dial them up every different way. You, some, you put some <laughs> onion, sometimes you put some soup mix on them. You can cube them. You can make potato chips with them. I mean, potato chips on the griddle. The potato chips are the best. So, yeah, I'd... I'd have to say potatoes are probably one of my favorite things to 
to live off for a week. Well, you can't pass up onions and potatoes on the griddle with extra butter. I mean, you oh, just can't no, pass any, that anything up. with an extra butter is. <laughs> I mean, anything with butter is good. <laughs> True. Or if your grandpa D, just a little butter and garlic, it'll make garlic, it better. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have them up. Oh, all right. Next question. Oh, would you go to a movie alone? Oh yeah. I, I mean, for two reasons. <laughs> <laughs> two reasons. One reason is it, it's either a great movie that I really want to see, or two, you know it's going to be a packed house and you can hackle people. So I mean, <laughs> that would be the only reason I'd be there alone. But yeah. One of the guys on our podcast, one of the hosts here, uh, went to the movies with a girl and then got ditched. <laughs> <laughs> the girl left him during the movie. Oh, really? Oh, man. It yeah. must have been a Tinder date or something. <laughs> Isaac, that's, that's really odd. I was thinking about it, and I was like, that wasn't me. So yeah. it's the only other person it could be is Isaac. Yeah, I don't know I don't know why people go to the movie theater to for a date. You know, I think it's kind of boring. <laughs> you don't yeah, talk, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so you time. need, you need to go to, like, the... Asian buffet or something, you know, where people are walking around, or the coffee shop where you have to see weird people. So yeah. it gives you something to talk about. Those are those are the places you need to go to. That's a once in a lifetime event. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, all right, next question. All right, if you were given the opportunity to fly into space with today's technology, would you would you take it? Oh yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. Without, without a doubt. I mean, why, you could have passed that up, yeah. If you know it's going to be safe, you ain't passing up going into space. I mean, well, the, you don't know it's going to be safe. You just know it. Well, it's with today's, today's technology. I mean, yeah. Elon yeah, Musk yeah, is they, going to space. Yeah. I mean, do you see all those images from satellite and stuff? It, that's that's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pass it up for nothing. So you think the Earth is flat then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm out of that flat, flat uh, Earth gang business. I mean, whoever, whoever, whoever thinks that. Hashtag flat Earth on Instagram. Follow them. It's yeah. real cool. <laughs> that's, right. a, that's a whole cult, though. I mean, that's a whole like, that's a whole culture. Yeah, yeah it's more really bigger is. than I thought it was. Well, it's a chemical imbalance. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> uh, a lot of family members all in one area. Yeah. <laughs> all right, most embarrassing store you might be seen shopping at. Most embarrassing store. store. Yeah. It says story. story. I story. thought it said store. No. It <laughs> I mean, we can't have these dudes uh-huh. reading the questions. It's yeah. just tough. I mean, oh, yeah. Just you yeah, yeah, you're one of them yet. Yeah. No Wi-Fi. So I forgot to go to the Wi-Fi. It's an honest mistake. Know, it would be a, just uh, piss poor boy. <laughs> no store. I mean, every, every, every place you can get in there, you can either hoot and holler on people if you don't agree with the, what you're shopping for or... Or it's something you really want, but uh, that's a hard one. I can't really say a store that I'd be embarrassed to go to. I don't know. Maybe the Baby Gap or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, I don't have no kids. There, there'd be no reason for me to be there. It'd be a little, a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's what's your favorite clothing brand? Oh, I, I would... I'd have to say Carhartt. Oh, yeah. Northwoods. Well, no, that's not a brand. That's I mean, just a store. But it's yeah. a community. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I won't disagree. I think Northwood has some of the best stuff. But uh, Carhartt. Carhartt, Carhartt, you know, from, from, from uh, Detroit, I think is a good place. Yeah, true. Okay, our, the big question, are tomatoes a fruit or vegetable? Oh, but it's a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> why do you say, why can you elaborate on that a little bit? 
It's got it's, seeds. It's, it's whatever. Uh, yeah, I think it's something to do with the flower or something. I, I'm, I'm no damn uh, biologist, but <laughs> it's a fruit, and there's nothing better than, you know, I'll be like Uncle Bob. Uh, a nice fresh Michigan tomato in the summertime is probably with or without salt. Oh, it's got to be salt and loaded. It's the best thing. Yeah. Uncle Tim used yeah. to grow those things on his deck. A- any vegetable with salt, it's got to just it has <laughs> to happen. All right, what temperature do you think your thermostat's at? <laughs> no. Oh. All right, we're gonna redo this right, one. Right now. Right, what yeah, time was butchered? What right temperature do you like your thermostat at? Well, this year I well, I think I think I only ran the heat maybe five times this year. And <laughs> that one time that, was when we were here. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, uh, shivering in the. <laughs> I, I usually only run the heat when I'm gone, like snowmobiling, so I don't have. Uh, I don't have. Um, Anybody with the wood? Yeah, to stoke the wood wood stove, but. Uh, the wood stove's going, and it's a good chunk of wood. I mean, I think this year we were averaging up close to, like, 67, 70 for when, uh, when it was going. So it was a nice, nice toasty house, and I even have to say it's <laughs> – I keep it toasty. I like it. I like it. All right, Isaac. You got this one. We believe you. All right, that's good. It's just good words. What is wind? <laughs> Something to do when you when you eat the beans. Cut the wind. Cut the wind. <laughs> there you go. All right, last 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 speed question. Great. Who inspires you? Oh man, <laughs> family. It's a good one. I think uh, we have a large family, and everybody has a little bit to add to the pop. So uh, or the pot. So uh, I think. They, they they just inspire us to be better people and For sure. and, and achieve uh, you know what we want to do and they're our lifeline when things go bad. So I think mom, dad, the inter- my closest family members, and then you know all you guys, cousins, relatives, and stuff. Right. Absolutely. And then other outside of that, then you know I got some good good uh, <laughs> some people that I think really that I like. I like their their style of living, and one guy would be like Bob Probert, next guy would be like Pat Tillman. Uh, Pat Tillman. So I, uh, I like those guys, you know. Uh, Steve Austin, he's another great guy, I think, so. Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, oh, his know. goat? Yeah. Did I, you see I, the picture today he posted with the two? He had oh. two of them next to him. Yeah, they, they're they donkeys, though. They're not or goats. Or donkeys, that's yeah. right. Yeah, donkeys. Yeah, it's this one you got too much money, but other than <laughs> that, I mean, I like his lifestyle, cowboy boots, there you go. hot tub, you know, yeah, big I muscles. <laughs> sure. Perfect. Well, thank you, Derek. We appreciate you uh, giving us some insight yeah. on hunting and fishing. It was good to have yeah, you. Yeah, yeah thank you. This is a good, uh, good show. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what I listen or sound. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it does sound good. This is a little another episode of Welcome to the Show. We're happy to bring all this information for the people. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you.